This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 123. The 2020 Year in Review. The 2020 year in review lasted from January 1st of 2020 to December 31st of 2020 for 366 episodes. So before we get started, uh, I just want to uh, give you the, the home listening audience. I want to tell you our original intentions when we put this in here. We put this on our schedule back in, I'd say probably January, maybe February well before something called COVID happened. And the original intention of the show was we were going to cover the weird and bad in television, including previous episode, Personal Injury Court. However, that obviously got spun off into its own show. We're still going to cover the the weird and the bad, but obviously we, we do need to talk about how COVID has affected the industry. And also, I'm just going to add this in here. We're not going to cover everything because this is not going to be a four-hour show. So don't write to us and say, oh, you forgot this. You didn't talk about this. It's going to the trash. It's our show. You want to talk about what you missed in 2020? You go get your own podcast and call it uh, something besides it was a thing on TV. So now with that out of the way... Let's start talking about those shows that, that we, we mentioned, because there actually were a couple of shows that before COVID hit us, we actually mentioned, we actually put down on the list as, okay, we need to cover this uh, in the 2020 year in review. Uh, maybe not necessarily as an episode proper, but at least in this episode. The first one that comes to mind, and I think this was actually one that I pre-called, I submitted, maybe it was Christmas of ni- of 2019 or December of 2019 when I first saw ads for it. Yeah, it was and December this- of 2019 because it debuted uh, one year ago, Monday. So yeah, th- this was like, I think maybe the first true show to debut in the 2020s, potentially. But it did get a lot of promotion in in 2019, around Christmas time, December of 2019. And when I saw the ad for, I told uh, my colleagues, this is going on the list. I don't care if you override me. There's no way this show lasts more than uh, one season, more than 13 uh, episodes. And what I'm talking about is the Fox TV show, Flirty Dancing. I'll tell you, can I tell you something, Mike? Tell me something. It didn't last 13 episodes. It barely lasted six. Well, like I said, it it lasted a season, and that's about all I was expecting. Uh, And actually, it did. It says uh, it debuted December 29th of 2019. So technically, it started in 2019, but we're putting it in a 2020 year interview show. Uh, It did actually, the last episode aired january 25th of 2020 so it got that would be about four weeks and and here's the thing here's the thing 
it was one of those finales that was basically two episodes to run over two hours. Because they both aired on January 25th, which, if I'm not mistaken, was a Saturday. And if you're a Fox TV show, actually, if you're a television show in general, and you air on a Saturday, that's it. That's it. It's over. And and after a really big premiere, if I'm not mistaken, the premiere aired out of football, which which would account for the uh, explosion in numbers. And then it moved to its usual spot, which January 1st, 2020 would be a Wednesday. And yeah, it didn't have a leg to stand up on. So it aired on Wednesdays and it didn't do good on Wednesdays. Didn't have that uh didn't have that money slot outside of the masked singer that another show that aired in twenty twenty would. I could see your voice. How you doing? So it died a slow and quiet death on January twenty fifth. Now let me ask you this: Did I can see your voice get picked up for another season? Um, I don't know if I can see your voice got picked up for another season, but I know it got the numbers comparable to the Masked Singer. So if it doesn't get picked up for another season, I would be surprised. I would be surprised too. That was actually must see viewing when I was in the hospital. I used to watch. Which I, the- I'll tell you something right now: The Masked Singer. I get. I can see your voice. I don't get. I, uh, I still don't get it. Oh, boy. There's bits and pieces of it that I don't totally get. Um, and, and yeah, this what that's basically what this type of show is going to be. It's going to be like a roundtable. We're going to go all over the place. We're going to talk about shows that debuted this year, shows that ended this year, television news that uh, happened over the course of this year. and uh, And we'll end with uh in memoriam we're going to talk about uh, people we've lost this year because we've gosh knows we've oh, lost uh, we've lost important people while we've recorded this, this show is true. This is it's, true. It, yeah. it's it's very true but yeah i can see your voice i think part of it is a bit of an esp game but also it, it almost seems like the, 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 the it's almost like, how do I describe it? You're guaranteed to win something. Unless you decide to go for it in the final round, at which case. Well, well, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, you're guaranteed to get something because there's, I don't see them putting, well, if you have nothing to risk, can you necessarily risk nothing to go for a hundred thousand dollars because you have to put up your, your winnings. So you're going to have at least $10,000 at that point. Somewhere between ten and fifty thousand dollars. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, you're guaranteed money. I mean, whether you take that money or not is 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 your decision. But uh, no, I, I totally get what you're saying because, especially like the first round is like lip syncing, and okay, how you know, lip syncing is such a, a weird art form. Even if you're lip syncing your own voice. Oh, I mean, people on American Bandstand used to do that all the time. Well, I mean, it, it's definitely weird if you're lip syncing somebody else's voice, but I'm sure it's difficult even if you do your own voice, even though, you know, who knows your mannerisms and your timing best 
besides yourself? Nobody. But no, I, I, I get what, what you mean because it, 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 it's a, a tough nut to crack. I, I definitely could see it as an acquired taste. Yeah, I haven't acquired it yet. Of course, part of it would have to be with Ken Jong, who he's an impressive comedian. He's an amazing actor. Um, he 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 makes the masked singer the masked singer. Oh, he is the most entertaining part of the masked singer. He is the most entertaining part of the masked singer. The guy who does not take it at all seriously. <laughs> no. And oh, then no. yes, the host. I can see your voice, and he's supposed to take it seriously. To an extent. Yeah. And he just doesn't. No. No, not at all. And definitely it's an acquired taste. Um, Apparently, in my case, you need to be getting antibiotics for four hours a day to acquire that taste. I don't know if it's the antibiotics or the hospitalization speaking, but that was something I watched every night. I was in the hospital for five Wednesdays, and I watched it all, all five Wednesdays. Haven't watched it since I got home. There you go. So obviously it was under the, the drugs and medication that I was on. That- okay, I got a question for you, Mike. I got a question for you, and it might explain why you really enjoyed this show. Did you enjoy Pendulette on Identity? Oh, my. Because that's basically what I can see your voice is. It was a musical version of Identity. That's a great comparison. Um, I was identity not... on the list. Oh, identity is definitely on the it's list. It's been long yeah. on the list. Yeah. Okay. Oh yes. I didn't really care for identity that much because I mean, outside of givens, and I, when I say givens, you know, who's the former pro, pro basketball player? Boy, I wonder, could it be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who's seven foot two or is it, uh, uh, the, the jockey, um, whatever jockey is, is, is popular nowadays, who's like five foot one. Yeah. I, I don't know who the basketball player is. Yeah. Who's the, um, the, the, the former Star Trek cast member. Oh, it couldn't be William Shatner. Who's on the TV show just for another paycheck. I don't know who could have been a Star Trek actor. Just saying you, you have those givens, but then I mean, you're exactly right. It, it comes down to educated guesses, or if you somehow can, some, I don't want to even say uh, go into their soul, but yeah, you, you have to get like subtle hints from what they're wearing, how they're standing. I, I totally get that. It, it, it almost is random at a, a certain point, but also you don't have any sort of helps on, on I, I can hear your voice. No, you don't have the helps that you would have had on, on identities, but it's a great comparison. I, I had to think about that. That, that was good. Uh, another show we're going to talk about, and this one, I, it's coming back for a second season and I can't stand it. Maybe it's because of who's on the TV show. Oh boy. <laughs> now th- this is going to be one where I can take or leave, but go ahead, Mike. Aquafina is Nora from Queens. <laughs> this, this is to you what Whitney is to me. Okay. Yeah. Th- 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 that's a fair comparison, and that's all I'm going to say about it. I, I saw the-, the first couple shows. I gave it two chances, and oh my gosh, it's like 
the ultimate in, in like millennial humor and TV. It's like, and I'm not a millennial, so I, I no, 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 no. Just get rid of it, Comedy Central. Don't don't give her more attention than she needs. And yet, it and yet it managed to uh, attract uh, some really uh, a list talent. I'm talking B D Wong from Law and Order. Jennifer Esposito, Bowen Yang from uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Or, no, Bowen Yang's from SNL. Yeah. I'm, talk- I'm thinking about Hudson Yang. I'm sorry. Uh, Harry Shum from Glee. Ming Na from The Mandalorian, which we will get to eventually. Yeah. yeah. And Natasha Leone from Russian Doll. Uh, again, uh, oh yeah. And Laverne Cox, who, let's be honest, Needs no introduction, and, and and it had in the guest spot the guy who's playing Shang Chi. Oh yeah, that guy. That guy. Yeah. Cannot wait. By the way, cannot wait for Shang Chi. Yeah. Go to our YouTube page and, and let's listen to the show we did while you were out, Mike, where we talked about stuff in the MCU at the time that was. Uh, during the first week of your hospital stay. But this show was just the latest in a line of shows about famous people back when they were not famous. And that's a trend that will continue because we have Young Rock on the way. You know, we're not even out of the month of January yet, and I've got two more shows I want to talk really? about. Okay, go no, on. Yeah. Oh, and have- this, oh, this is another bad one. And it's already canceled. It got canceled in May. I'm talking about again another Fox show, uh, the sitcom Outmatched. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. Oh, gifted, it was horrible. Gifted, gifted kids are funny. We should, we gifted should kids and and gifted kids and dumb parents are funny. Yeah, don't forget because yeah, the, the the kids are all geniuses, but the parents are are dopes. Yeah, this oh. was another one of those adults are stupid sitcoms. But here's the thing. You can have an adults or stupid sitcom, but the kids have to be the lead. Look at It's Your Move. Look at Silver's Boots. Look at everything that uh, David Duclon and or Michael Moy produced. The kids were smart. The adults were dumb. But the kids had the lead. On Outmatched, it was the adults with the lead. Yeah. like okay, that, call- that never works. Okay, counterexample. M- Michael Moy created married with children bud bundy was not the lead but he was the smart kid well i know kelly was dumb as a rock and and sometimes alan peg were as well but he was not the lead qed yeah but that's a special case yeah that's a special case because oh they're they're oh now we're throwing asterisks into this is that what's going on okay exactly (laughs) but uh also this is another instance where i pre-called it Based on the commercials, uh, it is a submission and true. But also, I should add, Jason Biggs, who we remember from the American Pie movies, he's going to be hitting our TV screens early in 2021, I believe February, when Cherry's Wild, the Wild Cherry Pepsi game show, premieres on Fox. What the 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 hell is uh, this? uh, Oh, hold on. Ghost of Jack Berry on line one. What the hell is this? It is. Okay, stop me if you've heard this one, Greg. It's a game show involving a slot machine. A 30-foot-tall slot machine. Oh, God. Again, Ghost of Jack Jack Barry on line one. 
And hold on, I think Rick Rosner's on line two with the Caesars Challenges slot machine. Don't ask, Greg. It's coming in February. It's a thirty. It, it, it's a it's a sixty minute commercial. How could you not enjoy this? It's a sixty minute commercial for Wild Cherry Pepsi. It, Wild it, Cherry it, Pepsi it, is it, delicious. It's it, no it, it's no Coke Cherry Zero. That is true, and it's no Cherry Vanilla Coke, which is, by the way. Oh, cherry vanilla Coke is the bomb. That, yes. that is, is yes, the best is, of the best. This is true. Hey, hey, Keys, you like the cherry vanilla Coke, right? You like the cherry vanilla Coke, yeah? She guesses. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. And, 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 and all I think we can say about it at this point, whether it's true or not, is it sounds like spin the wheel in terms of like a, a 30 foot tall slot machine, like the, the 30 foot tall wheel just in slot machine form. Yeah. So it may, it sounds like it might be a easy or dumb way to make a ton of money. And we know that spin the wheel is dead and buried gone. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, no, yeah. no, fortunately. <laughs> no, no, I, oh, uh, I, no, uh, no, on my TV. we all know, we all know that spin the wheel was nothing more than the wall with an axle. You're yeah. darn right it was. You're, it, it was the spinny wall. That's You're darn I, right. That's why I liked it. With a, with, a, with a host that isn't even in Chris Hardwick's league. I like Dax Shepard. I really do. I, I think he and Kristen Bell are a cute couple. But do not get, oh, him, next to a, but do not get him next to a game show again. I'm sorry. No, I, 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 I agree. He, he was a, a little stiff, let's say. Yeah. Uh, hey, Dax, hey, Dax Shepard, as far as I know, has never done any alleged activities. Mm-hmm. Wait, you do you talk- see what I mean? I see exactly. See what I did? We, we, yeah, I see yeah, what you did there. Hey, you want to talk about, and again, we're still in January, you want to talk about a game show with a host who's stiff? Hot wants the game show. Oh, Hot One's the game show. Yeah. Is that, is that January? Well, it's either January or February, but it was earlier this year. I never saw this. L- let me do the other January entry, and then we'll do that, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Boy, three down, and we still have one more entry for January. <laughs> oh, jeez. What, 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 what have you got? What have you got? And this is unfortunate, and you're going to know why when I say what it is. What is it? Nickelodeon's The Crystal Maze. Oh, uh. I really, that's like, here's the thing. I really liked that show, and it probably would have had a future, except what happened this year happens this year. Yeah. Because remember, they did not build a purposely built set in the U.S. They blew all of their contestants to the U.K. and used their set. Yeah, they did. And the host was great. Oh, God. Adam Conover. Adam, Adam Conover was amazing. Yeah. He, oh my knew gosh. Exactly, he knew exactly what buttons to push, and he knew exactly how to ha- act for the cameras. This show deserved... A, this show got a far worse shake than it deserved. And it got good ratings, too, I saw. This is a darn shame. This may be the best show of the year to get canceled after one season. And 
Adam Conover, in my opinion, is right up there with Richard Iwati in terms of the sarcasm, oh, the snark. Definitely. Oh, definitely. It, it was absolutely amazing. Maybe it just didn't transfer over uh, to an American audience the yeah. way that Nickelodeon wanted it to, but I, I thought the numbers were good. The show itself was absolutely, like I said, amazing. And I, I miss it, even even though it hasn't been a year yet. Oh, it, it, I wish it was still on TV. Even uh, in I, yeah, I, I said it again. It, it deserved. A, it got a better fate than it. No, it got a worse fate than it deserved. It did not deserve the fate that it got. Absolutely not. Because I thought Crystal Maze was one of the best game shows to come out of 2020. And, and also, I should note when you mention Adam Conover, Mike always likes to talk about all the people from Ohio that are that are on every show. I just wanted to point it out. Adam Conover, graduate of Shore Waiting River High School. Where's that at? That's in the North Shore of Long Island. Oh, I thought uh, you, I, I thought it was Ohio the way you're talking there. No, okay. no. <laughs> no I, hey, Mike always likes to talk about people from Ohio. I want to talk about people from Long Island, damn it. All right, okay. you got your person from Long Island. And that's January. <laughs> And and we're gonna go from one of the best game shows of the year to uh, one of the cringeworthy, depending on on how your your gastric system handles these things. Oh, Hot boy. ones, the game show. Oh man, yeah, that, that was excuse the phrase. I saw one episode and it was very tough to swallow. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't get mean out of my it. head, Mike. It was a bad show. It was a painful show to see people in pain after you know downing a shot of uh, of Carolina Reaper hot sauce. From well, I mean, it's for money, but still, yeah. that's painful. And you know what? It's a show that worked for its audience, but again, like I said, it was basically, uh, like you said, I should say, a show that was for its audience, not necessarily for an audience. It had a niche audience, is what I'm trying to say. It, it had a YouTube audience, I think is what you're looking for. Yep. And the YouTube audience amazingly found the show and watched it. Yeah, but also at the same time, even now, the Hot Ones series on YouTube is still hot, for lack of a better word. Uh-huh. And I get why people watch it, and a number of our friends actually watch it and post links on social media to it uh, on a semi-frequent basis. And I, I actually uh, saw Hot Ones for the first time, the the web series. Uh, it was so it's a really way- good it's a really good show. Um, of course, you know you know I'm a big fan of binging with Babish when he did the Hot Ones episode. I watched that one. I was like, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, and the only hot ones I've seen was the one with The Undertaker and just some of the the stuff that he really, after seeing his persona for 30 years, you don't really know the guy behind the mask, if you will. And his was the most fascinating, one of the most fascinating things I've seen this year. Yeah, and also speaking of WWE, Sasha Banks was on Hot Ones. And by the way, that's how John Favreau cast her in the Mandalorian season two was because he saw her on hot wings and was on hot ones eating wings. And she he was like, you know what? I want to cast her for the Mandalorian. And he did. 
well, there must be something with Chicky Nuggies and Chicky Wings that, that maybe, you know, he made some connection there. I don't know. That's just my theory. What is it with Fox and bad shows this year? Oh, boy. What do we, what do we have now? Well, now we're going to skip all the way ahead to May. This is a show that sort of originated uh, from a, a British show called Gogglebox. Oh, here we go. I'm talking about Celebrity Watch Party. Hmm. And I totally get, you know, in the time of COVID, hey, let's watch celebrities watching other TV shows. But I think it sort of missed the mark here. Yeah, it was basically, let's watch celebrities watch television. That's that's basically all you need to know about it. And some of the shows they watch, oh, surprise, surprise, a Fox show, The Masked Singer. And... Uh, a show a, that does not need any help, by the way. The Mad no, Singer is a good show with an audience. It doesn't hey, need help. But, hey, but but but, but uh, oh, I got to get this off my chest. Go ahead. But but one show, and this was specifically on the first show, and I'm sure it was on other shows. I I, I can't. I'm wincing as I say this. Doctor Pimple Popper. I like Dr. Pimple Popper. I don't, again, a good show with an audience. It doesn't need any help. Well, but it's on cable. I, I'll give it no. that. I'll, okay. I'll give it that. Can I give but, you an, can I give you another show that was on cable? Well, hold, hold up. Before I want to mention you talking about the mass singer. I hope they were watching the episode of the mass singer where Mark Sanchez on mass and he did a ventriloquist act. That would have been great. <laughs> that, that was Mr. one of the good Bumble moments from the mass singer yeah mark sanchez doing the ventriloquist deck i remember i'll tell you this story we, i was playing hq chico was in the room i did it was not i didn't say i was watching the tv right here and i was well hq was going on i was it was and the mass singer was on and i'm like and i thought i was like hallucinating I'm like because my tv was on me i'm like am i Watching Mark Sanchez do a ventriloquist act? You were watching. Remember, Mark Sanchez was baby alien. And that required him not just to sing, but also to do a ventriloquist act with the baby alien singing. And I'll tell you right now, uh, again, if if you're a big fan of the masked singer, you know that the microphones that the uh, costume singers have their props. The the real microphone is actually inside the costume. That takes talent. I, I gotta give Mark Sanchez credit there. It, yeah, it does. Okay. So, yeah, so yeah, he's gonna be remembered for two things when he dies. One is uh, doing the ventriloquism on the mass Singer and two is, say it but, with but, me, the butt fumble, but, but, exactly. No, 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 fumble. no. He's gonna be remembered for beating Pete. Bait Manning and Tom Brady back to back weeks. You can three try. Things. You can try. For three you, can tr- you can try to retcon that NFL. It happened. <laughs> he beat Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in back to back weeks, and he almost beat Ben Roethlisberger in the AFC title game in 2010. Okay, that's well, not a lie. That's absolutely no, true. Not. That all happened. That all happened. Another thing that happened was because everybody was staying at home, but we still needed content. Enter Food Network with Amy Schumer Learns to Cook. 
Ooh. Really? A- Amy Schumer. Hey, I like Amy Schumer. Hey, hey, we all like Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer is a likable person. And also Amy Schumer, Schumer is a fellow Long Islander. I, I, I didn't know that Amy Schumer can't cook, but then again, given how rich she probably is, she probably has no reason to cook. Yeah, she could go to she could go like anywhere. She could go like I don't know. She could go to McDonald's or something. I don't know. Yeah, she could go to McDonald's or she could have somebody cook for her. But yeah, Amy Schumer learns to cook. That was a thing. People watched it. People liked it. And is it coming back for another season? I don't know. Oh, I hope it is. Uh, okay. It, okay. Yeah, it was renewed for a second season and it premiered later that later this year. Oh, good. So one thing I want to bring up, guys, and we talked about it briefly at the end of episode 30 in the XFL 2001, the 2020 XFL season that was unfortunately canceled because of COVID. Yeah. And that was, oh my gosh, we made fun of the, the 2001 version. The 2020 version was so much better. It yeah. Was in, yeah, it was incredibly. I mean, that was basically football as it was supposed to be. Yeah. You had like bit you had like kickoffs. Like the way they did the kickoff was amazing. Mm-hmm. How they did how they didn't rush the kick. They didn't rush the they didn't rush the receiver and they and again there was no again there was no two no none of this sort of onside kick nonsense. No. And also they brought back from the AAF the Skycam. Yes. Which I've yet to see the NFL use. I mean, you would imagine because the NFL was taking was taking from lesser leagues to improve its product. They weren't really improving the product this season. They were well, just basically trying to prove that they could play football in a pandemic. Yeah. And look how well that's turning out. Well, they, they they have not canceled a game yet. I'm just saying. Okay, but another but another show that premiered in May, uh, uh, proving that Fox will try just about anything. Hello, who's your daddy? Oh no, this is before. No, this is the stage in life before who's your daddy. Labor of Love, which is the Bachelorette, in which. Someone was not trying to find just a companion. They were ready to find a father. And uh, uh, what can I say except this? Uh, again, here's the critics. Bizarre and dangerous and gamifying and making a competition out of the creation of life. At this point, I don't know who won. I don't know whatever came of this show, and frankly, I don't think anyone cares. Exactly. We're just reaching new depths. Mm-hmm. And apparently so did the ratings, because it started out with a with a point, with a point two share, a point two rating in the demo, and it ended with a point two rating in the demo. And it started Jeez. with... 890,000 viewers and it ended with 950,000 viewers. It was just it did not register at all. 
those are bad numbers. It was it was barely a blip. Well, here's one show, and we're into June now. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're so we're almost halfway through the year, and this is a show that I haven't personally seen, but I've heard it's good. Oh, but it also, is. I I heard it's canceled now. The floor is lava. They canceled the floor is lava. Didn't they? I don't know. I, I, all, and all I know is that they taped in an old IKEA that did that an old unused IKEA. And uh, I guess the way, I guess the way they did the show, it would be near impossible to do it again because they a have to find another uh, an, another old disused uh, sort of object. Oh, it isn't like there aren't any unused or dead shopping malls. Yeah, I mean, again, this is a show that, that it, it was it was good for what it was, and that was brain candy. And I don't know if it's canceled or not, but... I, I thought I heard be... it's canceled, but I can't verify it. Okay, well, there you go. It wouldn't be the first. It wouldn't be the first time that Netflix prematurely canceled a TV show. Glow. Yeah. Well, we're going to stay in June for one more because I see a show that premiered in June that I despise, uh, both for its premise but also for the stars of the show. MTV's Revenge Prank. And this actually has a new season. Well, this actually has a new season coming out in January. So obviously people watch it or watched it. Uh, And it's hosted uh, by two of the personalities from Jersey Shore. And heavens, I don't watch enough Jersey Shore or Revenge Prank to remember who those two people are. Uh, I don't, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to wreck my brain trying to figure that one out. No, it, it, it's just unfortunately the way I look at it, they're giving more attention to, to these twits, and uh, they're dumbing down society. I'm sorry if you like revenge prank, knock your socks off. It's not my cup of tea. Mm, nope. Espe- especially given the personalities. Let, let, let's give the the Jersey Shore people who are 10 years past their uh, expiration date. Let's give them more attention. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't, no. Well, okay, let, let's get past the halfway point of the year uh, with a little bit of a palate cleanser. Cannonball. Oh, yes. Uh, Roxy Diaz and The Miz hosting what looks to be a portable version of uh, Vernon Valley Action Park. Hey, you know how much I love the Miz. Yeah, oh, I know yes. how much you. I know how much you love Vernon Valley Action Park. Yeah. Well, which, my... which by the way had which by the way had a documentary on HBO Max this year. Well, my takeaway: it wasn't good in the original version uh, over in Britain, and they brought it over here. If it's not good overseas, what makes you think it's going to be good over here? 
again, just my two centavos. Well, I didn't, I didn't mind it that much. I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, uh, well, this was just me talking, wishing that I was at a water park, but yeah, I, I had no problem with it. Yeah. I had no problem with it because it had the Miz. It had Roxy Diaz. And by the way, Mike, he's, he's Cleveland's own the Miz. Well, well, okay, yeah, I was going to to say that uh, because for you, you did it for me, and I'll have to do one for you for for Long Island. Uh, But yeah, he's uh, from Cleveland, and uh, he's had a very interesting year. Uh, He was giving away uh, 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 those Browns fridges earlier, the beer fridges, and, and he spent days doing that. I think he was there at a storefront for like three or four days uh, actually selling the victory fridges. If you remember when the Browns got their first victory. Yeah. Yeah. They actually made a bunch of, uh, it was obviously a Bud Light thing. They made a bunch of victory fridges and were selling them for, I think $300 for a small one and like six or 700 for a large one. And, and he, he was actually like the salesperson. He was actually on TV promoting it. Like, you know, come down to my store and, and buy a victory fridge. And and he actually was like there with Browns players, Miles Garrett for one. And I'm, I'm sure Baker Mayfield may have eventually gotten down there. But, yeah, he, he, he's had a very interesting uh, year, to say the least. Okay, so another show that uh, that premiered on in August. We're going to Discovery now, a network that is not known for A, sports coverage, or B, dodgeball. Dodgeball Thunderdome. With with David Dobrik and Andrew Hawk Hawkins and and someone on the sideline that I'm not going to even stretch my brain try to remember. No, she's not the girl with the big hair from Roller Games. No. I didn't stretch my brain to remember her either. No, no one did. But, uh, But yeah, David yeah, David Dobrik, the internet's David Dobrik, hosting a TV show for Discovery. A dodgeball-themed TV show for Discovery. This was the wrong show at the wrong time on the wrong network. There was just nothing right about this show whatsoever. I, I, I Can anybody think of anything redeeming about this show? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, that may be the only redeeming thing about it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, it's not worth watching. Oh, boy. Thanks for scaring me off of it. Yeah, there you go. And then September came, and you had... Okay, so you remember... Let me tell you a little bit of an industry story. Now, I am not an industry insider, but I do read FTV Live a lot, so... WGN... The trip is uh, probably the lead station in the Tribune in the Tribune uh, portfolio. The Tribune portfolio of TV stations was sold to Nexstar, which, by the way, owns the uh, CBS affiliate WNCN in my market, and in Cleveland, uh, WJW, the Fox affiliate. They decided to use uh, WGN America as a launching point for a national news a national news uh, broadcast titled News Nation 
And they could not have done that any more poorly. You have three hours of news. You have three hours of news, which by the time it got to air, it would have been really old. And they just did not take any sort of uh, any sort of uh, effort to try and update on the big stories of the day. It was just sort of the world tonight. But then they repeated it at midnight with no update on that. 11 p.m. 11? Yeah, yeah, it's 8 to 11, and then they reran the, the three hours from 11 to 2 in the morning. You know what this reminds me of, News Nation? It sort of reminds me of like a modernized version of uh, which uh, the independent news network from like the 1980s that was produced out of WPIX in New York, sort of. Yeah. Okay. And and all the content is generated by the other Next Star stations, I do believe. They talk about we have like 300 reporters across the country or across the world. And, and actually, for stories that are generated in Cleveland, they use one of the personalities from uh, the, the Cleveland affiliate. Surprise, surprise. Hashtag corporate synergy. An interesting thing: the studio for ne- for News Nation was was uh, broadcast out of Studio Three, which used to ha- used to house Chicago Land Television. But uh, again, that was uh, sort of taken off the air on New Year's Eve, if I'm not mistaken. But also on top of uh, of all of that, that's six hours of WGN shows that are gone. Like married with children. Like married with children. Like it, it always goes back to married with children. Yeah, but no, yeah, but, but you but, could you could watch married with children on any station though. Mm-hmm. Well, I, but I'm just saying. I mean, they, they got rid of you know good reruns. Uh, they uh, actually had a, a new show. This is last year. They had a, a new version of Dog the Bounty Hunter, where it, it did uh, was very much like the original show. But also because of Dog's wife's health, her cancer situation, oh. they really put a focus on that. And I thought that was a great show, but uh, I don't think that's coming back for a second season, especially after News Nation uh, essentially took uh, reruns of that. Plus also, I think they got they did have reruns of, of Dog the Bounty Hunter too. So that's off WGN too. So yeah, they just like I think they basically just like cut off their nose in spite of their face. You've got News Nation now on for six hours a day, albeit three hours, and then a rerun of those three hours, and they got rid of all their original programming because they're not going to show any of uh, the dramas like Salem that they they created. They're not going to air those in the afternoon or even at seven o'clock at night because they're busy showing I think like Last Man Standing reruns. So they made a huge sacrifice, uh, giving up some you know quality shows for News Nation and and uh, the best uh, way I, I can I've describe the numbers. Nation. Okay. Uh, well, 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 what were you going to say? I want to oh, know how you. Say, the, the only reason I watch News Nation is to fall asleep while watching TV. Ah, uh, there you go. Okay, so um, the first month 
ratings reached approximately 100,000 viewers a night, which was basically what they were getting with the syndicated programming. And then it fell out to about uh, 54,000. Um, oh, that's not good. No. That, well, I mean, uh, the, the, biggest, the biggest numbers they got were 218,000, and that was for an interview they did with Mm-hmm. That guy. That guy from that thing? Yeah, that guy. Is it a certain president who's leaving in three weeks? That would yes. be the guy. That would be the guy. Fair enough. Okay. I'll also add something related to those numbers. And I'm sure this is not just the local station, uh, WJW, I mentioned. They constantly push News Nation every day. They have one of their anchors on giving a preview of what's on News Nation and say, Tune into WGN America at 8 p.m. Eastern for News Nation. So you can't say it's not getting enough promotion. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, well, um, uh, NCN has been mired in third on, in our market for a while, not for lack of trying, because they actually do put out a decent newscast nowadays. But uh, again, people all people in the RDU market they are watching either uh, RAL or ABC. They're they're not going to switch over to a new product just because there is a new product. They're too set in their ways. Oh, absolutely, I agree with you. And I just wonder how soon it's going to be before WGN brings back the reruns because the numbers clearly say it's not working. And I know they've made a big expense. I mean, they have this giant set. They have flat screen LCD TVs or monitors being used through the newscast. And for ratings of only 50,000 people or 100,000 people. They're not, getting a, they're not getting a return on investment back. Oh, they're absolutely not getting a return on investment. That's why I said, I wonder how long it's going to be before they go back to even just reruns. I mean, I understand news is cheaper to produce than uh, scripted television but you know unless they're gonna uh, try to rerun this throughout the night until eight in the morning i, I don't know how they're gonna make up their investment it, it, it's absolutely horrible numbers for not a good product and yeah it, it's and i totally understand you know why they did it especially why they launched it when they did in september because obviously the election cycle was was starting to 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 generate, but yeah, the, those yeah, they wanted the, it's like next star Perry Sook wanted that election dollar, and I'll tell you right now, after the uh, after the runoff in Georgia, good luck because you're not going to get that money again. No, you're not, you're not even getting that money right now. Let's be honest. Yeah, you're like, right. Rest in like rest in peace, WGN primetime. Yeah, and also let's remember that News Nation, I think Nexstar's plan is to turn WGN basically into a competitor for Fox News and CNN and OAN and all these other news stations we have out there because their gimmick is they're not biased. They're like, they just give you the facts. Unlike, you know, and, and you know what? That is to be admired. That really is. It's it's to be admired, but do we need more news stations? That that's just the way I look at it. No, no. We, if anything, we need less news stations. 
Yeah. It's like, at this point, you're going like, are they, what's next? Uh, news station for pets? That would be more entertaining than the human news stations. Let's be uh, honest. Oh, that way, would be the most adorable station ever. It would be the it would be the more adorable station. But I'll t- I'll tell you I'll tell you something. Can I tell you something that would be easily adorable? What uh, court shows for pets? Oh, okay, Mike. This is all you. But, but which which we uh, actually skipped over because this was back in June, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this is over the summer, and uh, we talked about Judge Wapner's Animal Court. I believe it was like episode eight or thereabouts. It was very early on. Well, we got another contender in the Animal Court ring. Gary Busey's Pet Court. The real name of the show is Gary Busey Pet Judge. We, we apologize for the inaccuracy. And I'm just gonna let Greg laugh because really that's all you need to know. You, you just need to know Gary Busey's pet court, and 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 that's like all I'm gonna say. What makes this? What makes Gary Busey qualified to make decisions on pets? After seeing the show, and I'm going to admit, out of the six shows that, as far as I know, are up on on Amazon Prime, uh, I've seen four of them. What makes him qualified for it? Not a damn thing. Uh, he is irreverent. It, it's very scripted. It, I, I'll it's tell not you, real. I was about to say, this is about as real as personal injury court. Let's be honest. Yeah, and it doesn't have Big D. <laughs> Maybe Big D should have a pet so he can be on it. But the, the verdicts are absolutely r- ridiculous in terms of what Gary Busey sees as appropriate punishments. It isn't just suing for money. It's there's, there's been some very wacky verdicts. And then when the people leave the court, there's actually somebody playing the Doug Llewellyn position. Ian Abramson. Yeah. And he'll say, well, how do you feel about the verdict? And and uh, the, the defendant, uh, we'll say the defendant in this case, will look at him straight in the eye and say, I lost the damn case. How do you think I feel? <laughs> it, oh, it's, boy. It, it, it's scripted goofiness. And, and But just at, at face value, the goofiness is absolutely hilarious. Plus also, it's Gary Busey, for heaven's sakes. He's a little off kilter as is. And he just brings it to the courtroom setting. I, I absolutely love it. You yep. know, eventually I'll get to the other two episodes, but it, it, and we're actually going to do a dedicated episode to this eventually. I don't know when, but it's on the list. But I'm glad you mentioned Gary Busey's Animal Court. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I it's what I'm here for. But uh. Yeah, everything else uh, just it 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 hasn't it, it hasn't happened, but uh, or, or it hasn't happened yet, I should say. What it was like? What else can we talk about? We've talked about Gary Busey's. We talked about everything that happened. Uh, 
in terms of, of, of new shows this year, I think we're in pretty good shape. But uh, I, I should also add, this is being recorded before the Masked Dancer premieres. Oh, boy. I'm sort of in the same boat. Masked Singer, I love. Masked Dancer, it's just basically turned into, what's my line? It's a guessing game as to who's uh, under the mask. There's nothing you can tell from how they dance, most no. likely. No. And, yeah. So so you're basing it off the clues, the the... The, the the montages they show with the the uh, hidden clues so it's, it's like what's my line why not just bring back what's my line yeah why hasn't somebody brought back what's my line well remember 20 years ago it went to pilot with, with yep. harry anderson rest in peace yeah but that, that may be an entry we'll put on next year the mass dancer uh depending on how that takes off We'll I, mean, I wish it the best of luck, but I, I, Mass Singer makes sense to me. Mass Dancer, now you're just doing Mass Singer where you might be able to, to get inflections from the voice. What can you tell from somebody dancing in a costume? Uh, that they have two left feet. I don't know. That, that's uh, more what you can uh, take out of it. We've gone through the calendar year of the shows that eh, sort of irritate us or, or, or just plain old bad. There's been some events in television this year that really changed the landscape of television. Uh, One is all the cop shows are gone after obviously what's happened in Minnesota in in May, but you lost cops reruns, except if you watch Pluto TV, if you're not watching Pluto TV, why not? But also the number one show on cable ratings wise, live PD gone yeah just off the air immediately gone after uh what happened yeah what's dan abrams gonna do now he Uh, does court cam he does court cam he does court cam but aside from that i was just gonna say yeah you know what you know what else he's gonna do he's gonna do watch matt eisman sweep up his mess with live rescue that too absolutely Yeah, live uh, rescue is still on, and also rescue cam. But yeah, uh, Dan Abrams has has court cam. Uh, it's not maybe the best gig, but I'm more worried about what's going to happen with Sticks. He's probably back at work in Tulsa. Oh boy! <laughs> at least Tom Morris Jr. has a gig as a writer. True enough. But also, just o- over this year, some some very. Weird happenings happen. Now we, we haven't even talked about Quibi yet. Oh, oh well, yeah. that came that came and went in a Quibi. Yeah. yeah, but remember, Mike actually I think submitted this in May. Okay. You're talking about Quibi? Yeah, Quibi. Yeah. Oh, I think it was even earlier than that because didn't it debut in March? It debuted right at the start of the pandemic. Yeah, so that would have been March. And I think I called that one instantly. I didn't think it would be dead before the end of 2020. Oh. But but yeah. I, I didn't uh, think it would last all that long. No. Yeah. Uh, Quibi is basically your case study in how to piss away billions of dollars in a single season. Yeah. I mean. In I, like six months. Yeah. Yeah. When you have Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman involved, you know this is going to lose money. And it lost 
It lost a lot of money. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. The only two good things that came out of, the, uh, of Quibi were first was the uh, the re- the whole reenactment of the Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Was, and also, awesome. and also, I can't talk about Quibi without mentioning the Ra- the Sam Raimi directed. Was it Fifty States of Fear? Mm-hmm. With the. Uh, I think that's what it was called. The one that had the bit with Rachel Brosnan and the golden arm. Oh, boy. Yep. She didn't want want to take her golden arm away, even though it would kill her. No, I don't want to lose my golden arm. Don't let them take my golden arm. They took the golden arm, didn't they? Yeah. See, I wouldn't know that because I I thought I won't I won't lie to you. I thought about getting the Quibi, but ultimately I was like, no, I'm good. You made the right move. Apparently, oh. I did. Apparently, I did. Also, there were other issues uh, beyond uh, the whole Meg Whitman thing. You couldn't view the. Uh, Quibi in landscape, I believe. Yeah, and you couldn't no. cast it to a television. Who who programmed this or coded and, this? This and, is horrible. I'm Mike, sorry. Mike, that's that's the, the, I'm sorry. That just irritates me. Mike, Somebody didn't code that you could do this in widescreen. Mike, this is done by Jeffrey Katzenberg. What do you expect? No, I totally understand that. I get that. But there's simple, basic things you'd think would be included in the app. And one of them is that, number one. Uh, Number two, I I don't think there was any way to share in terms of sharing, you know, at a specific uh, point in time, if there's a clip you wanted to share with a friend. But also, I know know for sure that they didn't allow screen grabbing. So, So you're highly limited in promoting this i mean you you can't do what conventional television does or if you're on amazon prime well even amazon prime there's ways you can uh, do screen sharing on that but but it just sort of defeats the purpose you you you're creating a network which is built on socialization on promotion and you totally kill off any way to, to, to promote it from an individual standpoint. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know, I just realized that we didn't talk about a recipe for, uh, for seduction. No, but we had a whole, you had a whole episode about that. Yeah, but we, we should, we should mention that though, because that was really one of the corniest things of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. It was so great though. It was so it was it was amazing. Oh, was, we need to have a sequel next year. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially the way it ended. Oh, especially yes. Yeah. Well, oh, speaking of Mario Lopez, we had uh, the uh, we had the, the uh, Save by the Bell. Yeah, the long-awaited Save by the Bell reboot, which. Oh. Now, I've watched uh, like half of the. I've watched half of it. I'm yeah. thinking to myself, this is a lot more clever than it than it deserves credit for. 
Yeah, this is basically the 21, the movie version of 21 Jump Street version of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, because the movie, because the 21 Jump Street movie was so incredibly meta and also yeah. incredibly brilliant. Yeah, and it's basically the same way, too. This is incredibly meta, the new Saved by the Bell series. And of course, I want to mention playing the principal in the new Saved by the Bell. The host of America says John Michael Higgins. Yeah. Glad he's getting work. Yes. Oh, and there I'm like, I don't want to spoil it. If you watch the new Saved by the Bell, there's a clever twist with John Michael Higgins character around episode eight or nine. And there's this one particular scene that I don't want to spoil. But when you see it, you will mark the F out. Oh, jeez. I swear, you will love it. But the, yeah, the, the twist they have with his character around episode 8 or 9 is brilliant. I have yet to get to that episode. Oh, but... you're going to love it. Oh, but also, another thing, another great thing in television I wanted to mention this year, we and me and Chica will talk about because we'll do a special episode regarding it for as an uh, it was a thing on TV presents for the Podbean feed. The Mandalorian season two on Disney. Plus. Oh Jesus! Oh my God! I was just going to mention that. Oh God! We it's like more. Que- we had more questions. We had a whole lot of answers, and it was just okay. So Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams did not have any idea how to do a Star Wars sequel. So so, so John Favreau. And Dave Filoni decided, you know what? We're going to make sense out of the sequel trilogy. We're going to do an entire, like, this entire second season is going to explain everything that led up to it, basically. Yeah. We, and, and yeah, they, they sort of explained how the, how the first order came to be and how, uh, and how the, uh, sort of the remnants of the Empire. It's like the the Jedi Order made the full error of make sure of making sure that there was zero remnants of the Empire, and yet there were remnants of the Empire on the outskirts of the galaxy. Yeah, the New Republic did not do a good job of getting rid of the Empire. No. Oh, and by the way, one thing by I want to one thing I want to mention about the second season of Mandalorian, we learned that the Mandalorian needs to. Needs to keep Baby Yoda away from anything he might eat. Yeah, yeah. Grogu eats a lot in season. Two. All right, let me let me explain the ones the one scene everyone remembers early in the second season. So the Mandalorian he takes in this this frog lady who had who has like like is keeping like a a a jar full of her eggs. Oh God! A jar. So, Baby Yoda, he looks at the eggs, and you think, "Is he? Does he have like this force connection with the eggs? Like what? He's just intensely staring at the eggs, like he, and he touches it, touches the the jar with the eggs, and you're thinking, "Oh, I wonder where this is going." Turns out, he just wants to eat all the eggs. Yeah, he just wants to eat the eggs. 
That's all he wants to do is eat the eggs. And, and then later on, in the fourth episode of season two, he decides, you know what? I want to eat some blue macaroons. Blue macaroons. By the way, uh, Babish did do an episode with the blue macaroons. And John Favreau was in that episode. Yeah. And, and also, fun fact. If you go on Williams and Snowbo's website, you can buy the blue macaroons. Sorry, that would be the macarons. Yeah. For 50 bucks. 50 bucks, oh, you can buy the blue no, macaroons. No, I, I, I want to buy I can, that. I don't I like will macaroons. Make it, I will make the blue macarons for a fraction of that. Oh, but you know what? It's not the Baby Yoda mac- officially endorsed macaroons. Are they in the silver mylar bag? I hope so. I hope it is. <laughs> And I hope the image of the box. To, I may have to drive up to Durham. I don't know. I hope the image on the box is the the picture the the one scene where Baby Yoda's just holding the the macaroons like, <laughs> which we actually put on the Facebook feed. The picture of Baby Yoda holding the macaroons with his arms up. Just don't eat. Just don't eat more of six, more than six of them at a time because you will get sick. You will get sick is what happened to Baby Yoda in that episode. Blue, blue vomit all blue vomit all over the place. Yeah, I bet I bet Baru's milk makes some great macaroons. That blue milk. I know what you're gonna say, Chico. Greg, go to your room. Go to your room, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> but what whatever great TV did we have in 2020? Oh, how could we forget the goat, guys? How could the three of us forget the goat? I was going to mention the goat. I was going to actually transition to it at the end, end of the show uh, for 2021 because due to the goat, we're getting the chase. Yeah, the chase is coming back. But mm. not only is it coming back, we're going to have the chase. With Ken, Brad, and James. Oh, yes. That was ratings gold for Jeopardy. And ABC knew uh, to strike when the iron was hot. I don't think we expected the chase, but we're getting the chase back. And if you've seen some of the ads, you've seen some people you know as Jeopardy champs. Good Jeopardy champs. Friends of ours. Well, Friends uh, of the show, absolutely. uh, Friends of the show. Friends of the show, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, uh, yeah, I, and I'll tell you right now, Mike. Uh, Michael Rankins, who you've seen in the ads. Oh he yes, is, he is not the only one. Oh, he's definitely not the only one. You're absolutely right about that. Good friend, another good friend of the show, and another former Jeopardy champion, and not just any of the Jeopardy champion, uh, not just any uh, you know Jeopardy champion. One of the best of the last ten years. But I want to mention about the goat tournament. It was amazing how that was in like the biggest event at the start of the year. It wasn't just you know a, a Jeopardy fan thing. Like even people, even casual people, were talking about the goat tournament. Yep. like it was an everyday conversation with like people outside of the game show fandom. Yeah, world. I I talked Jeopardy. about it with I talked about it with my uh, coworkers. Uh, and, and I, I basically said, I basically sat him down and explained, yeah, how they how they were going to do Jeopardy in one hour. I'm like, they're 
going to do two games in an hour. And they, they set it up good. It was it was like, okay, they're basically doing a tournament of champions final type match. Uh-huh. But they're doing at least seven of them. Yeah. Well, at most seven of them. Which was perfect. Which was absolutely perfect. Yeah. And, oh, and, absolutely. And I, I'm going to say, I did, I'm going to be quite honest. If I was to take who was most likely to win the GOAT tournament, I would have had James first, Brad second, Ken third. I did not expect Ken was going to win that tournament. You didn't expect Ken was going to win that tournament. Well, uh, here's the thing. Brad had Brad had always had Ken's number in basically all, every tournament. Oh, that that is that is true. And yeah. I think fi- I figured with James in the mix and knowing how good James was in his run, I figured J- James was just going to cr- cruise to victory. But I'll tell I'll tell you this. I think what helped Ken in this was not only did he have prayer for Brad, he also had to prepare for James and he had to, and he knew what James was best at. And that I think helped him immensely in that goat tournament. Uh-huh. You know, I'm going to take it another way. I didn't think Brad would end up third. Oh, no one expected that. That was the shocker of the tournament. Yeah, uh, you know, I would have thought that Brad Butter was going to win one game because he's the tournament king. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it killed him, though, was he kept missing all those daily doubles. Yep. I'm going to add one more show to the shows that I absolutely love, uh, especially over the last, like, four months, three months. Mm-hmm. How can we not talk about the new supermarket sweep? Oh yeah! Oh god, that new supermarket sweep was—that was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. That may be the most fun hour of television this year, and, and you could tell everybody was having a good time with it. Leslie Jones, the announcer, uh, Neil, the security guard. Oh, uh, Neil, the security guard. He—he's our version of Gary, the security guard. Oh my gosh! And you know how much we love Gary, the security guard. Yep. Gary, the security guard, uh, for those uh, that are not uh, initiated to the British version, is the British security guard. Uh, another ancillary character on the show. Yeah. And uh, the flower guy, the coffee guy, the coffee lady, DC at the DC at the uh, countertop. Oh, even when they restock the shelves at the end of the show, I think that's a brilliant touch. It's the little things. It's the little things. It is the little things. I'll tell you right now, they did the franchise justice when they put that show on the air. They really did. Oh, they did a superb job. Yeah. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, we're going to pay our respects uh, both to shows that ended in 2020, uh, but also people that we lost in 2020. And gosh knows we've lost a lot of them. Kobe, we miss you. Uh, Oh yeah, there's a lot of people that we miss. Uh, just going in order, uh, not necessarily, we're not going to do all of them, but the big shows. Ray Donovan got canceled in January. Mm-hmm. Arrow got canceled, or well, it got it ended. Supernatural, supernatural, supernatural would be canceled later. Yeah, yeah, and Supernatural was the last show from the WB era that was still on the CW. 
Yeah. Which tells you how crazy yeah. it is that that show was on the air so long. The Good Place is gone. Yeah. BoJack Horseman. And again, we, we just uh, are still in January at this point. Mike Tyson Mysteries got canceled. Oh, I love Mike Tyson Mysteries. Oh, yeah. Fresh Off the Boat is, is gone. Oh, yeah. Love Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, fresh off the boat was was very fun, and it had and it had Ray Wise on it. Yeah, it did. And and of course, Ray Wise, of course, was on Twin Peaks. It, yeah. Um, Hawaii Five O. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah that re, the reboot of Hawaii Five O that was like what eight nine years. Yeah, that was, that was, that was the, let's just say it was the longest show starring Alex O'Loughlin that ever aired. Because Alex O'Loughlin's king of the uh, TV show, the one and done TV shows, it seems like. And it almost ran as long as the original, because the original went uh, 12 years, 68 to 80. Mm-hmm. So yeah, n- not bad for a reboot. Usually the reboots don't last that long, but the reboot yep. lasted uh, almost a decade or, uh, or or very close to a decade. Yeah, and yeah. If, you, um, if, you, if you look at the other CBS reboots, like, MacGyver's in its fourth season, and I think was is the Magnum PI reboot in its third season now. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, uh, two more shows that that uh, can that were that ca- got canceled. Uh, Wife Swap and Ink Master both on Paramount Network, partly because Paramount Network is uh, getting rebranded as a movie channel. What's going to happen to Bar Rescue then? I have no idea. Well, I think they'd have to keep Yellowstone on, right? Because that's like a big hit for them. That, yeah, well, they're going to keep Yellowstone on okay. as an event, sort of. Okay, okay, show. yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of anything that gives Kevin Costner work. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, what else? How can what we else? skip Modern Family? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that ended. Yes, that, that, yeah, did. that ended this year. Yeah. Oh. Doc McStuffins. I, it sounds weird to say that, but that was a big show for Disney Junior. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, 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 oh! That made money hand over fist and toys and stuff. Oh yeah, Doc McStuffins is 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 maybe bigger than you you think. Uh, Empire, another big uh, franchise. I mean, that ran what like five years? Yeah, basically. Yeah, and it, it's and they were going to spin off the Cookie character, but that fell through. Oh, one day at a time. The the reboot that oh, lasted that, four seasons. Yeah, it got yeah. canceled for the second time on Pop. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, that's a show that deserved a better fate than it got. It really is. Well, aren't they shopping it around? Aren't they shopping? No, it's 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 done. Oh no, wow. it, it, it's dead uh, in the water. Uh, I think just within the like last week or so, okay. they, they said there were like no buyers, and it was officially canceled. Yeah. I mean, technically, we could add cops to the list. I mean, we already talked about live PD. Cops uh-huh. sort of falls in that same vein, and and that's been on the air for over three decades. Uh, and obviously, we're not going to get into the controversy uh, regarding that. Thunder Thundercats roar! Yeah, that was that. That actually got canceled on December fifth. Thank God. Well, I never how to how to get away with murder ended. Again, a lot of good shows, a lot of long time, uh, long running shows, and obviously, also when we're talking about ending, we need to add Shit's Creek to the list. 
Schitt's yeah. Creek, and Schitt's Creek left on a high. Boy, oh boy, did it leave on a high. It yeah, did. It, 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 won the, it won the Emmy for Best uh, Comedy, if I'm not mistaken. I, it won, like, all the Emmys, it won, I think. It won all the Emmys. Yeah. It went out on, on a, a high note. So, yeah. Tosh.0 got canceled? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That ended. Steven okay, Universe well. ended. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of popular stuff. And, and we did lose, uh, beyond TV shows this year, we did lose a lot of personalities. We're going to go through these in alphabetical order. And again, we're not going to cover everybody. So I, I humbly apologize if we miss somebody. going to start off with Orson Bean. Yeah. I mean, he was on television back in the 50s. I mean, he was doing To Tell the Truth in the 50s. And actually... He was a, a regular on The Tonight Show. He appeared on The Tonight Show over 200 times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a lot of stories to tell Johnny. Uh, another death we had in 2020, a big one, devastating, was Chadwick Boseman. But there is a tie to television, right, Greg? Yeah, because in uh, upcoming on Disney Plus next year is going to be as part of the Marvel Studios series of shows that they're going to do, which by the way, I can't wait for because WandaVision's coming out on January 15th and we got Falcon and the Winter Soldier in March. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. I'm finally ready to start page four of the MCU because Lord knows it's been long enough with COVID and everything pushing everything back. But one series that they are doing for next year is an animated series called What If? So it's basically, Chico, can you explain what What If is? Okay, so there is a character in the Marvel Universe called The Watcher. And one of the things The Watcher does is he likes to imagine scenarios that never happened but probably could. Like, uh, one of the most notable ones I could think of was, what if Spider-Man ended up marrying Mary Jane? Or if what if Black pa- or what if uh, King, Ch- King T'Challa was abducted by Yondu and became Star-Lord instead of Peter Quill? Yeah, because that's that's one of the plots that's going to be in season one of What If is what if Yondu, instead of taking Peter Quill and he became Star-Lord, he takes T'Challa as a kid instead. So that's going to be the plot of one of the episodes of season one. And Chadwick Boseman, before he died, reprised the voice of T'Challa for that episode. Uh-huh. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Black Jeopardy on SNL back around 2017. The first time I saw it since Chadwick Boseman's passing, I was dying laughing. I saw it in the past, but it's, I think, funnier in retrospect. It was amazing. Definitely. Absolutely amazing. You want to play a clip of it? Yeah, sure. If if I can find one, sure. Yeah. Here it is. Uh, Let's go to white people for 400. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's try it. Your friend Karen brings her potato salad to your cookout. Uh-oh, T'Challa. I think I'm getting the hang of this. Before I answer, a few questions. This woman, Karen, she is Caucasian, eh? Yes. And she has her own recipe for potato salad, eh? Yeah, yeah. Ah, I understand. It is noble that she would volunteer to cook for everyone. And although I have never had potato salad, of course, I sense that this white woman does not season her food. That's right. 
And, and if she does, it is only with a tiny bit of salt. That's exactly right. Yeah. And no paprika. No paprika, no. And she will probably add something unnecessary like raisins. I know, right? So, something tells me that I should say. Say it! Oh, hell no, nah, Karen. <laughs> Keep your brand ass potato salad to yourself. Yeah! Yeah! Woo! Oh, man! You got it, T'Challa! Give me a fist! Black Panther, welcome to Black Jeopardy! Also, uh, we, we lost Wilford Brimley this year. Now, obviously, we know him from diabetes commercials. Oh, yeah. But let's remember, he was also on future installment, Our House. Our House. And also in future installment, Ewoks the battle for Endor. Yep. Oh my gosh. We lost Kooky Burns, Ed Burns, 77 Sunset Strip. And the host of the original Real Fortune Pilot. Fun yep. and, and if you've never seen it, watch that. Absolutely. Yeah, it is, atrocious. to say the very least, entertaining. And we lost Robert Conrad, who, who was on Wild Wild West, but also on future installment Black Sheep Squadron, or Baba Black Sheep. And a spoiler for next year, but he shows up as a celebrity guest in coming in March, WrestleMania 2. He's a celebrity in the L.A. portion of WrestleMania 2. Brian Dennehy... Oh yeah, Brian. Uh, I, know he's, he, yep. he, I know he's big in movies, but he did plenty of television too. Yep, yeah. and one of and one of his big ones, uh, Future Installment. Don't know if we're going to cover it in 2021, but uh, Star of the Family that's on the list too. Oh, and he also did that Bobby Knight TV movie for ESPN a couple of years ago. Remember that? Oh yeah, I, I remember, remember that. that. Yeah, I, I totally remember that. Based on John Feinstein's season on the brink, right? Kevin Dobson, and if you don't remember him, he was Crocker on on, on Kojak, okay. among other things. Who loves yeah. you, baby? Oh, now I want a Tootsie Pop. Thank oh. you, Greg. <laughs> Buck Henry. Oh, oh God. yeah. I, I, I mean, we we know him from SNL. He did plenty of hosting appearances uh, in the seventies, but also let's remember, and we mentioned this. I believe uh, when we talked about shows that ran one season too long, he co-created Get Smart with Mel Brooks. Yes. Yep. Yes, he did. One of the all-time so, so, great comedies. Yes. Multi-talented. Big loss there. Grant Imahara. Mythbusters. Oh. Yes. M- M- Mythbusters. But also, I-, I think he really changed late night television with the creation of Jeff Peterson. Oh, yeah. Oh, he did that? He did that, yeah. You didn't know that? I didn't know this. Yeah. Yes, Grant Imahara created Jeff Peterson. We were talking about the Late Late Show with uh, Craig Ferguson, the robotic sidekick. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was Grant Imahara who did that. I did not know that. I know he did Battlebots, and I know he was one of the hosts of Mythbusters. Yeah. Oh, I, oh I, everybody knows he was with Miss Mythbusters, but yeah, yeah, he, he's responsible for for Jeff Peterson, yes, and Don Giller, who we've mentioned, who does all the uh, who compiles all the fantastic clips from Letterman shows over the years. He actually did post when Grant passed away a clip of him on Craig Ferguson, so on his YouTube channel. 
Oh yeah, because I think he was on the episode where Jeff Peterson was introduced. Yes. Saying, hey, you know, Grant Imhara did the electronics and the engineering for this, and we got to bring him on. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Tom Kennedy. Oh, yeah. What what can we not what can we say about Tom Kennedy? It hasn't been said already. He was he was a journeyman game show host, and the fact of the matter is that he made every show that he hosted uh, worthwhile watching. He made it his own. He was just an an incredible incredible talent, an incredible dynasty and family of uh, television presenters, and he was extremely missed. Uh, and, yeah, and he ha- he had one of the best voices in television. He did. He did. And we talked about it, Break the Bank 76, and oh man, or back in June, and what a job he did on that show. Yep. And, and, and we're going to talk about at least another one of his shows uh, in the, the future, to say the least. To say the least, and, but also 50 Grand Slam. Oh, 50 Grand Slam, too. Absolutely. Yeah, he was absolutely amazing. A consummate professional, if there ever was one. David Lander. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, you know, Squiggy from okay, Squiggy from uh, Laverne and Shirley. Obviously, what you didn't know is that he was the voice of one of the of the Toady of the Big Bad on future installment, Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. He made his yeah. He made a made a career out of voiceover artistry. So. That was Squiggy. That was Squiggy. That wow. was Squiggy, yeah. The 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 bird the bird character, that was Squiggy. <laughs> Jim Lehrer. Maybe not a name we'd associate with television because he, he was on PBS, but uh definitely a big name. I mean, oh he was Lehrer News yeah. Hour has been on forever. I mean oh, now yeah. it's just the news hour, but it, it, it had been on for ages. And, and of course a regular fixture at the at various presidential debates over the years. Oh yeah, he was oh, yeah. Mr. Presidential Debate. Yes, he was. James Lipton inside the actor's studio. Oh. What is what is your favorite swear word? You know what my favorite James Lipton moment ever was. What's that? Well, he had Kiefer Sutherland on, and he asked Kiefer Sutherland, "What is your favorite word?" And Kiefer Sutherland said. It's Latin, gravitas, and it was it was so. And Howard Stern, no joke, made that like a like a whole bit gravitas, gravitas. And to the fact that I think like I think Baba Booey named like one of his racehorses gravitas. <laughs> Ken Osmond, Eddie Haskell, oh, Eddie yeah. Haskell, Eddie Haskell. Mm. Yeah. Just the way he treated the beaver. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, we and we talked about we've talked about him enough. This podcast with the Leave It to Beaver week on Match Game Hollywood Squares. Yeah, but also, and I, I think I mentioned this at some point too. He was actually a topic on Top Cops back in the uh, early nineties. Yeah, because he he became a cop after uh, a- getting out of acting. Yeah. Yep. Yes, he did. This yeah, they actually dedicated a whole show to him because he was. I think in a, uh, a shooting back in the eighties, and yeah. they actually used him, uh, talked with him about the experience. So and, not, not just uh, Eddie Haskell. Yeah, and also we're going to talk about Ken Osmond again next year because he's in 
the TV movie from 1983, High School USA. Yep. Regis Philbin. What can we say? Uh, I, there's probably not much we can say. Regis. Yeah, we already did an episode talking all about Regis. So if you want to go back in the archives, you can listen to it. But yeah, yes. if, if, if there was a Mr. Television, it would be Regis. It would be Regis. Absolutely. Kelly Preston. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, she, she did a number of TV shows. Carl Reiner. I I, I don't even know if I can say anything. He, he, he's beyond legend. He is beyond legendary. He yeah. is. He is comedy personified. And, and even uh, him and, and Mel Brooks. There's a second mention of Mel Brooks during this part, and we're not even talking about his passing. They would watch Jeopardy every night. Yeah. And you, and you know, you know, he's got to be talking to Trebek right now. Like, you're not going to believe this. Me and Mel Brooks, an uh, absolute legend, but two absolute legends. Let's be honest. We're watching your show every night. We, 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 we go to Mel's uh, house or maybe it was Carl's house. Who knows? But we're watching Jeopardy. Yeah. And, and, and Alex is a legend himself. Diana Rigg. We mentioned her on The Avengers, Emma Peel. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dame Diana Rigg, yes. And yeah. also, the only person to ever marry James Bond. Oh. In Honor Her Majesty's Secret Service, the one movie with George Lazenby as Bond. Yeah. Oh, gee. Okay, that, that, that explains it. it yeah, had but, to be, but, it had to be on uh, His Majesty's Secret Service. Honor the one, Secret. The, 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 yeah, the, the one with George Lazenby. But it's but it's universally considered by many critics as one of the best Bond movies, and the ending is is such a heartbreaking ending. I won't I won't spoil it if you ever see it on like Pluto and the James Bond channel. But if also, you, if if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Also, the only Australian to play Bond, but Joe raised me. Yes. Well, I mentioned Trebek. There's one we're going to do before Trebek. Jerry Stiller. Oh, oh yeah. I, again, we, another legend. What, what can't we say about Jerry Stiller? Um, yeah, he he gave birth. He it's like like Carl Reiner before him gave birth to a comedy icon himself. Yeah, and of course his legacy is always on December 23rd every year. Yeah, you're right about that. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of problems with you people. And now you're going to hear about it. And actually, I forgot. There's one more before Trebek. Peter Tork of the Monkeys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they had a TV show. I I remember Peter Tork was on an episode of California Dreams as the big kahuna. Oh, yeah, he was. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. That was great. That was really great. And, and, And now we get to Trebek. Oh, and I don't know if we could even say anything because oh, we, we don't want to do him a disservice. We don't. Uh, all I could say is, I miss him. I think we all miss him. I I, I can't even watch the, the the new shows where they have the the ending card where it says uh, it, it's in tribute to Alex Trebek. It's like it's still just like it's like it, getting it's too soon. Like, we're getting to the end of a of a beautiful relationship, it seems like. January 4th, I'm going to tell you right now, January 4th is going to be very, wait a minute, no, January 4th, 5, 6, 7, 8, January 8th is going to be 
very hard for me. It's going to be hard for a lot of people. I and the thing is, I I, I understand why they moved it off of Christmas Day because you'll have a ton of preemptions. But oh, the agony just extending it two more weeks is is going to be painful. It really is. It really is. Yeah. But I mean, the, I don't I don't want to get too soon yet as to who will be the replacement host. But um. It's going to be very tough. Whoever gets the gig, yeah. Oh, I, I, and and uh, and Ken Jennings has done a number of shows. Ken Jennings has a lot of things going on in his life right now. He's on Masterminds, at least this season, and he's uh, a producer of some sort with Jeopardy. And now he's hosting it for at least a little while. Who knows what's going to happen? It, it but yeah, nobody will ever be better than Trebek. Absolutely yep. amazing. You can't, you know, it's like the best thing you could do is like don't try and be Trebek. The best thing you could do is try and be yourself. Jeff That's Probst absolute... knows this. Jeff oh, Probst oh. knows this. Dan Patrick knows this. Bob Bergen knows this. And now oh. you know. Oh, preach on. You're, you're absolutely right. One thing I want to mention about Alex before we move on is okay, if if you've if you've only known Alex over the years from Jeopardy, I mean we've talked about a bunch of other shows he's done. We did talk about Double Day of seventy six. We talked about Pitfall, but I mean if you have Buzzer, okay, you have to check out Classic Concentration reruns if you have oh, yeah. Buzzer Definitely. because if you only know Alex Trebek from Jeopardy, the Alex Trebek on Classic Concentration is like. Completely different from the Alex Trebek that hosted Jeopardy. It's like that was oh, casual like, Friday, Alex Trebek. Oh yeah, it's like super casual Alex Trebek. Plus, also you don't even need to have buzzer on your TV uh, uh, lineup. You could watch it on Pluto TV. Also, buzzertv.com. That's their website. B-u-z-z-r-t-v.com, and you can watch it live there. Yep, but definitely watch it because. It's a different side of Alex Trebek. You see him sometimes going off the deep end, which really you did get to see that occasionally on, on Jeopardy, at least in the later years where he's a little irreverent. Oh, yeah, especially when he's reading the categories. Like, oh. like, like Alex Trebek reading rap lyrics. <laughs> That's not as good as Johnny Gilbert doing rap lyrics, but, but it's darn close. They're the two whitest men in television. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong. When they do rap lyrics, it's absolutely hilarious. It, it is viral. Well, a couple other names. We're, we're getting near the end of the alphabet. Lyle Wagner, if you remember him from the Carol Burnett show. Yeah. Yeah, and Wonder Woman. He, he, yeah, he was big in the 70s. Oh, this one really hurt me because th- this guy was... Oh, he, he was so versatile. Fred Willard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there was there was really nothing that he couldn't do. We're talking from uh, 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 Burnwood Tonight and basically... Best in I, Show? I, best in Show. Oh, Wally. That That show that he hosted when he was doing sort of improving... Uh, like improving other people's lives. I well, oh, DC oh, Follies. 
Yeah, DC Follies, I think, is yeah. what you're thinking. Yeah, of. I think you're, you're talking about DC Follies. Oh, uh, and, and also, don't forget, he was Martin Mull's boyfriend on Roseanne. Oh, also, me- remember the show VH1's Totally Obsessed that he hosted? Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that's that's a future entry because oh my god, we have to eventually talk about the one guy who was obsessed with Pac Man. Hey now, yeah, and, and also he was. This is early in his career. He he was on Get Smart. I, I think yeah. it was just uh, as a, a guest, yep. but still, I mean, that's back in the '60s. And again, showing off his versatility, he hosted, and I think we're going to cover this next year. The the what the blank pilot the the match game pilot yeah, for Fox back to, in like oh four. We, we are going to cover that. Um, oh, I re- I remember the name of the sh- I remember the name of the show that he did for uh, for the CW now. Uh no no I, no uh, no it's escaping me. Well yeah, DC Follies was was syndicated. That was not uh... no. There was one that he did for CW. It was uh it was sort of a a thing where he was hosting and everybody was sort of uh improving their improving his. Oh life. yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it. Oh, oh, shoot! It's driving me up a tree, trying. Yeah, it's going to drive me up a tree until I find the name of it too. We we can't forget about a minute with Stan Hooper. No. Uh, just putting that out there. Uh, oh. uh, but no, that that's not the name of it. No. Oh gosh. Oh, this is going to drive me crazy. And just type Fred Willard CW. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Fred Willard CW. It was... Trust us with your life. Th- thank you. Tr- I-, I thought that was ABC, not... Uh... No. Well, they did the pilot with ABC, and it ended up on CW. Oh, and another show he did. No, no, on... no. It, no, no, it was on ABC. I'm looking at the Trust Us oh, With Your Life bad. page. <laughs> yes, Trust Us With Your Life. I love that show. And I don't, know, I don't even know if that's on the list or not. I can look, but I can tell you right now. Modern Family with Fred Willard. I mean, again, there's so much stuff you can say with Fred Willard. I, again, going back to our, our favorite shows that we like to go back, back on, he was on Married with Children. Yeah, Fred Willard was on Married with Children. He was a timeshare uh, seller. He was selling timeshares to uh, Pagan and Al. That's actually, and oddly enough, who else was on that episode? Ed Kooky Burns. So two people from that episode died this year. Don't even ask how Ed Kooky Burns plays into all of it. Just take it at face value. He played it. He played himself, which I didn't know you could do. Anyway. We have one late edition, and uh, this literally uh, came down the wires uh, as this episode was being edited. Don Wells who you may uh, best know uh, as Marianne from Gilligan's Island, uh, passed earlier today, uh, today being Wednesday the the 30th. Well, that's uh, just about it for 2020. We know of one show that's definitely going off the air in 2021. We'll just get it out of the way now. We know that Judge Judy is going to uh, the the streaming realm, or at least Judge... Judy herself is going to the streaming realm. The the show Judge Judy is ending in 2021. There's yep. going to be a new show by Judge Judy next year. Justice oh, we, 
with Judge or Judge Judy Justice or Judge Judy. I think it's Judge Judy Justice is the name of it. And we didn't even talk about how COVID affected everything. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Maybe no. it's a good thing we maybe yeah maybe it's a good thing we're not getting into that necessarily. It's it's that we're ending the show at at the time we're ending it. Uh huh. But uh, the the one change at least uh, to COVID that I've noticed because my cousin's in the business in, in terms of a, a cameraman for sporting events, he used to be able to fly into a sporting event on Thursday for a, a, a Saturday night, uh, like a football game. Yeah. Friday they'd set up and whatnot with COVID. He has to fly in on Tuesday, get a, a test done once he gets to the hotel. And if he uh, tests negative for COVID, he still has to quarantine for 24 hours. So then his regular cycle uh, of starting work on Thursday begins. It's absolutely bizarre, but uh, yeah, television has, there's been too many changes uh, in television due to COVID with with social distancing. And even if you watch again, a callback to judge Judy, you watch a judge Judy, or if you watch a judge Mathis, there's nobody in the courtroom. There's nope. uh, they even took out the seats out of uh, Judge Judy's set. Yep. And there's no handing of documents to to Bird or the bailiff or whoever it is. No, you got to put it on a platform with a uh, like a document camera on it. Uh-huh. It's yeah. absolutely crazy how, uh, how COVID has changed everything, and that's just at like the basic level. We're we're not getting deeper into. Uh, uh, how there's all the testing and whatnot, and and shows have been put on hold. You know, we're, we're not yeah. seeing really. Yeah, yeah. the su- the supernatural finale, I think, got pushed back to like November because they had because it took a while because they had two episodes left to film. Uh huh. They did, and uh, the Supergirl season finale, they had to cut that short because of the shutdowns too. So yeah. uh, if you so if you're a fan of Supergirl, then you'll notice that. Uh, see, the season seemed incomplete, but they they sort of shot that. And by the way, Supergirl also ending in twenty twenty one. Yeah, very sad. Oh, and also we got to mention how the sports world got affected by uh, COVID because I mean we talked about how the XFL season was cut short, and uh, we talk about the bubbles for NHL and NBA. Oh yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, that. That was absolutely insane. I mean, the NBA bubble was like, I got to say, out of all the leagues last year of this year, I think the NBA handled COVID the best. Yeah, I would agree with you. Uh-huh. Because everything, I mean, if you were watching an NBA game, you I, obviously you knew there weren't fans there, but they did a good job making you just forget that it's it's being played in an empty building. So the whole wall of the world set up. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was set up with a WWE SmackDown. With oh, Thunder- yeah. The WWE Thunderdome, which is great. And then oh, America's yeah. Got Talent pretty much adopted it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and speaking of WWE, I forgot to mention, <laughs> WrestleMania this year was supposed to be in the uh, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. But obviously, because the COVID shutdown happened three weeks before WrestleMania. They actually had to tape it at the, 
at the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, and they had to split the event in two different nights. And actually, the funny part is, I didn't even mention this because I was going to mention it. We do have on our list two like cinematically shot matches that are going to be discussed whenever we talk about that WrestleMania, which obviously is the boneyard match between the undertaker and AJ styles. And of course, if you can look at my zoom background, (laughs) the, the firefly Funhouse match featuring Bray Wyatt and apparently some invisible man. Meets John Cena. Oh, you mean the guy who's playing peacemaker? No, I mean the guy who's hosting Wipeout on TBS with Nicole Byer. Oh, oh, there's another thing coming in 2021. Yes, yes, but how? But I mean, how's Nicole Byer going to do the show when nobody can see her co-host? I don't know. <laughs> Shoulder shrug. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say except 2020? It was it, it was a year on TV, it was. and I'll tell you right now, 2021. It's also going to be a year on TV. Here's a bit of a preview. I've read about time with a capital T, but can't say I ever really knew what it meant. However, that night, as I left the old county road and drove into Cresswell, I thought maybe I was beginning to understand. Who are you? Rick Stedman. You're Rick Stedman? No, 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 you are. Well, that's what I thought. I was going to say. Rick, it's me, Willem Boyd. Oh, oh, right. Uh, I didn't think there'd be more than one Rick Stedman. Um, you know, uh, my philosophy is if you're a man at night, you got to be a man in the morning. So It's nice to see you. To see you. Oh, my, my mouth looks like it's raining in Kansas. No, no. Don't be sad, Grace. You do great things. Written by Francis Scott off key. Those are last night's low lights. Now, you see it. Now you see it. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do a little bit of tree. Who else seen the leprechaun say yeah? His chances are slim right now, and if he doesn't carry Florida, Slim will have left town. You'd have to say this thing is as tight as the rusted lug nuts on a 55 Ford. We're the Ghostbusters. I'm Spencer. He's Tracy. I'm Bob. We're the Ghostbusters. We're clever, courageous, and strong. That'll earn you a thumbs up from your gang. And you know, you always hear the smacking of their lips 
just before we hear the ooh, so good. These three players will compete all this week on P.K.O. Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. With the Mario Brothers and plugins, a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If you think is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. Uh. Did you get Bonnie Parker? It did. What is your risk? Aha! 2,600, 16,000, the first time ever, a three-way tie. Enjoy the weekend. You'll all be back with us on Monday. No new players next week. Beans Baxter may look like your typical teenager, but this kid has one of the most dangerous after-school jobs going. I should know. I'm Baxter's boss. The government calls me number two. And away! Number one, what is your name, please? My name is Tony LaRusso. Number two. My name is Tony LaRusso. And number three. My name is Tony LaRusso. What's the matter? Are you a little rock star? Welcome to show business, moron. I'm Val Avery, and that's the way it was. These historic minutes are sponsored each night by Shell. Dan can throw a 16-pound shot foot 53 feet 3 inches. Dave can hurl a javelin 236 feet. Woo! You need a fuel to buy the protein shot. Six yard penalty. And it's a handoff to the team on the reverse. Marshall throwing it back. And it's caught for the touchdown. The Orlando special. Uh-oh. 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 Maybe I believe for the eye. The sand dunes there were covered with spectators and land lubber newsmen shortly to become land blubber newsmen with a blast blasted blubber beyond all believable bounds. And I think it's going to be a long, long time to touch town, bring me around again. I'm not the man they think I am. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man. Burning out his fuse out here alone. Oh, no! Not the devastating alligator pit! You know what, guys? I'll tell you that next year is going to be. Hey, th- things are going to be better next year. I know. Things got to be better next year, right? Oh, things are definitely going to be better after the first month, at least. Uh, you all are right. You're, you can't wait for the year to end. But you know what? I'm going to be sad because you know what 2020 gave us? What's that? Oh, well, get ready. 
I'm ready. You know what 2020 gave us. It's the thing we'll always remember about this year. Okay. Um, I'm I'm ducking down so you can see the background. What am I going to remember? Oh! <laughs> the Four Seasons! No, no. Landscaping. Four Seasons Total Landscaping, yeah. Which is right between a an at a, a bookstore and a strip club. <laughs> a crematorium, silly. Oh, sorry. An adult it was right between a, an adult bookstore and a crematorium. <laughs> hey, and it was recreated by VR Furries. Oh, oh god. Thank God the furries came through for us in 2020. They recreated something that's going to be documented in history books forever. Why? Okay, okay. And on that disappointment, I think it's time to end. Don't forget, we are available. All of our episodes are going to be on. It was a thing on TV.com. All of our podcasts are available wherever fine podcasts are streamed. And don't forget to like comment and subscribe and if you're listening to us on youtube don't forget to ring the bell god that was terrible oh one more thing i should answer uh if you're listening to this on new year's eve tomorrow we're posting the second of our two directors cut episodes from place to be nation that's going to drop at midnight on new year's day and I'll, i'll say it right now it is the director's cut version of the 1980-81 season of Saturday Night Live from episode 97. It's a good show, but we got extended. We got some extended stuff from some of the... Because when we taped that episode, we didn't know that Peacock had all the season of SNL up. So I actually have like the actual limo from the limo, limo for the limo bit from Al Franken in that episode. And of course, the the episode after... Gene Dominion got fired where Al Franken goes on Weekend Update and he goes on an epic rant on Dick Ebersol. That's included in that. So you can listen to that. And um, oh, and the famous uh, at the end, I got a clean version of the uh, Don Pardo saying, I'm the one who shot Troy Rocket. I caught him fooling around with my wife. The the, the lovely Mrs. Don Pardo. I shot her with a forty fours with it wasn't that I bought from the Spiegel catalog, Chicago six oh six oh nine. Man. Oh yeah, and we should remember. Uh, to, uh, we said like, comment, and subscribe. Remember, five stars only. We don't do this crap for four stars or less. Yeah, it's five stars only. Yeah, otherwise you'll be like Don Pardo when he had to eat a cheeseburger at Johnny Rockets. Oh God. Thank you, Malcolm McDowell. Boy, all this stuff, and we haven't even given them a little teaser as to how we're starting off 2021. Oh, we are. We're going to start off 2021 with maybe one of the most, uh, I'd say, I I don't know how to describe it, the most kind of sort of, when you think of spinoffs that were short-lived, this one is one of the first that's mentioned? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that might be a good way of phrasing it. Let's just say Joey was the second one. And then the second episode, I don't even know how to, to describe it. Uh, 
it's another short-lived show. Actually, two kind of sort of two short-lived shows or two short-lived versions of the same show. And it's sort of timely, but it wasn't planned to be timely. Uh, It wasn't planned on being timely. It just sort of happened. Yeah, it sort of happened because we actually had to delay this twice. Yeah, yeah, this has actually been pushed back. I think we were originally going to do it, I want to say, June of last year. And then we pushed it last May. And I had to push it back last November because this, what the, what, when you were in the hospital, because what was the spot we put Saved by the Bell Hawaiian style in? This was supposed to be in that spot. Yeah. Oh, you saved it for me. We did. And, and actually, we're and actually we're going to talk about one of the pilots to this show, uh, because the pilot is drastically different than one of the versions of this show. But again, we'll cover that early in 2021 in the new year, right here on It Was a Thing on TV. Thank you for listening and happy new year! Wow! Goodbye.